0: I almost, um, stopped taking, I almost gave you the dick pills back. Why? My dick was getting too hard. <laughs> they say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling
1: heartless. We are back with episode four of Doubly Negative. Chris, as always, here with my friend Kyle. What's up, Chris. Nothing much. Just want to do some housekeeping quick. Just wanted to thank everyone who's reached out, given us positive feedback, people downloading and listening. It, it really helps us a lot. We would like to take this to the point where we have sponsors. So if you are digging what we're putting out, please download, subscribe, rate it, do all that. I really, really hate saying that. Super cringe. Like I reached out to... um pete the other day and i had said hey make sure you go and download all those episodes <laughs> and i felt like just such a brand whore almost. yeah don't do that no. no but it was just because it's pete and he's a good friend of mine so he'll do it and just like you know that group foo and stuff that makes sense yeah yeah and just support the podcast any way you can um i'm
0: gonna give out my account and routing numbers at the end of the episode <laughs> <and> <laughs> you can send me any amount and that'll really help the podcast
1: yeah yeah if you donate $15 minimum. We'll put Gorilla Glue in Kyle's hair because he has hair that's nice and will grow back. Mine's on its way out. It is what it is. Nope. We're not going to do that. All right. So we're not going to do that. But who knows? Maybe we'll do a Patreon. I'm thinking maybe and record more content. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just like solo stuff that we do. Like you could have like a little blog area. Sure. It could be Chrissy check-ins or something.
0: Or even just send um, send gifts, you know? Like, <laughs> I always like getting a gift more than money <laughs> because, like, um, do you remember we played poker at Sudo's house and then Pete owed me, like, $10, so he just bought a soccer ball instead of giving me the $10 back. I like that.
1: That was very nice of Pete to do that. It was, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. Speaking of social media, whoring yourself out on social media, I got a bone to pick with you.
0: Oh, cool. Okay.
1: I seem to be the only whore in this twosome.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: I, I'm i posting a lot. Not really a lot. Actually, even mostly from my personal account, which I'm sure people are starting to hate because I'm just posting it on both accounts and whoever follows both probably wants to kill me. <laughs> but, you know, you, you drop a like on the photo. I don't think you posted about the podcast once. Tell me about it. Ah,
0: yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. I go through big phases with social media and it's like I either kind of enjoy posting and getting validation getting a kick out of it yeah or i really just like feel grossed out by it and i don't like it and i'm right now i'm in the other kind of phase where i just don't like it and i certainly could just send a post or whatever but i just haven't felt like it
1: and i feel like sometimes when you've been out of like the posting game for so long like you don't know i don't know it just feels weird posting again yeah and with the algorithm set up the way it is is anyone gonna see it anyway because who's looking at the kyle profile if you're not posting anything
0: Uh, Not many people, probably just like my sister, my mom, Pete, Steve.
1: Yeah, I felt kind of gross doing it and I still do, but I'm going to do it anyway because I want this to go somewhere. I think it might have some traction, but it is looking for that validation and it's something that I always like shit on like, oh, you're just posting that for likes, you're just doing that for likes. And then I find myself doing the same exact thing that I'm like, oh, why are you selling yourself out like that? And I'm doing the same exact thing. I'm checking subscribers, I'm checking downloads. I'm literally asking you guys to download like I said, I talked to Pete, download, download, download. So I, I just, it just feels gross, and I'm, I'm looking for that validation.
0: Yeah, social media is funny, though, um, because I think it's a great thing if you use it the right way.
1: Yeah, of course. And of we want to talk
0: about social media, and this is kind of my view, my, my really succinct view, right? Mm-hmm. I've watched all those documentaries, like the, the latest one was the, the Social Dilemma.
1: I haven't watched that. I've heard it was really fucking yeah. good.
0: Well, it's pretty simple and everybody knows the gist of it, but it's really well done. It's everyone should watch it. But the, the basic gist of it is that social media is bad for us. It's bad for our brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get addicted to certain behaviors and it's just, yeah, it's just bad for us. But I think the distinction you can make with social media is whether you're creating content or consuming content, right? So if you're if you're using Insta, Instagram or whatever, you're promoting yourself and it's doing something positive in your life, mm-hmm. then that's that's a good way to use it. But I think the bad part is when you just spend hours of your day looking at it and not getting anything out of it.
1: It's like it's you're not using it as a tool, you're using it to fill time. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think part of my whole thing right now is I got to a really bad part. Uh, I went through a bad phase at the end of my last cycle of using social media, which is probably like October, November, where I was just on social media a lot every day. And then I kind of broke off from it and I don't really go on that much anymore. And posting kind of coincides with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just feel less like it.
1: I just feel like I'm always craving new content, like constantly. If it's not social media, it's Reddit. I'm always just looking for something. And it kind of stresses me out because I think everyone's had that feeling where you leave the house without your phone and you're like, oh shit, do I should I go back? That wasn't a feeling people had before because it wasn't a supercomputer before. Now I use it to get literally everywhere. I have a supercomputer in my pocket and I feel like it's almost a crutch in a way now. Because if I don't have it, that dies. I'm like lost. And if I'm in an unfamiliar area.
0: Yeah, that's bad. I think that's just obviously bad. Getting addicted to content too, it's its very clear to me that it's bad. There's different levels of content too, right? So yes. I, I would judge a content's badness by how much attention and focus you need to view it. So like a book, for example, is content. That requires a lot of focus though. So it's, it's probably not going to hurt your brain at all. You could argue that it's an escape from regular life, you know, that whatever. But nobody would really say that reading books is a bad thing.
1: No, right? no. It's been pushed on us since we were kids. You have to read, you have to read, you have no. to read.
0: And then, like, the next step would probably involve movies and stuff. Everybody likes to watch movies. But these days, have you noticed that sometimes it's hard to watch a movie? Because my attention span is just not there. Yeah, like, every 10 minutes, you'll check your phone because yeah. there's more. So, what that is is what what entertainment is providing you more stimulation. And the ones that provide the most stimulation are also the ones that require the least focus. So, those are like the crack cocaine of content. So So, you got books, which are like… Weed weed yeah it's the weed yeah, yeah it's an yeah. nice sativa or even just like nutritional food you could even view it like food like yeah well you see what i'm saying yeah 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 there's certain stuff that's not bad for you and there's certain stuff that's bad for you and the stuff like it's getting worse and worse these days instagram tiktok uh snapchat those are all like the really high stimulation factor in less like least content i got to i got to say one thing i fucking hate word porn it is the le- it is the it is the worst form of writing
1: can you elaborate a little bit for the people who don't know?
0: Absolutely. So, so word porn is when people post basically like two lines and it's like literature to them. Like, it'll be some stupid quote like, you're worth it. He just doesn't see it. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it's
1: like just like, it's Live, like a left, picture love. of love. words, yeah. right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like,
0: people don't read books anymore. They read this stuff.
1: Yeah, because it's quick.
0: Yeah. It's just like... If, like, if a book is the good form, this is just the worst form. You can't get anything profound or thoughtful within two lines. No.
1: And Ugh. that's why I think TikTok and like Vine was so successful mm. because that content is quick. I don't know. Does TikTok cut off like 30 seconds, 60 seconds? I, don't, I have no clue. I'm, I'm anti-TikTok.
0: I don't know either. I think that's what it is. I think it's yeah. really
1: short videos. You want to know why it's called TikTok? Why? Because it's China saying... You're fucking done, USA. TikTok. <laughs> is that why? Fox, t- no, that no. But be- that's that's what I want That's my theory. Yeah. Time, time is almost up for you guys.
0: But that's what they say in the... Oops, I just spilled water on your floor. Sorry about that.
1: No worries. Um, it's only water. We'll figure it out.
0: But that's what they say in the Social Dilemma, that documentary. Um, basically, that the companies that create social media, they figure out how to addict us. They figure out what is the most stimulating everything, like from just where the buttons are towards uh, to how the content is displayed and they optimize that. So they're creating more and more addicting stuff. And and the, the whole goal is to keep you on their platform for longer. So if Instagram keeps you on for six hours, that's better than five hours and not as good as seven hours. So they're purposely trying to figure out how to take as much of your life as possible.
1: Which just seems so fucked up. And it's so easy to fall into that trap because they are spending a lot of money on this research to find out what is appealing to people. Mm-hmm. So you just instantly look at the phone like, oh, this looks cool. The second people complain about the layout too much, they revert back. It's like, okay, and people didn't like that. It blows my mind. And I don't think I can express enough how much hate I have for TikTok. Do you know how stupid you look mouthing someone else's words? and doing a dance in front of your iphone it drives me batty have you ever seen someone making a tiktok many did you cringe the whole time i've been a part of a couple of them i have too (laughs) (laughs) not by choice gun to my head I was, yeah, I didn't like it. No, it's, it's like so it. uncomfortable. It's not as, for us, dude. We're, as a 29-year-old yeah. man going on 30, I do not belong on TikTok. We're not the demographic. We have faces for podcasts, not <laughs> not TikTok.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. I think it's just we're too old for it. It's one of those things where... It missed us. Snapchat almost missed me, but I ended up using it for a little bit.
1: Yeah, it was popular for a bit, but I, like all these social media platforms, I feel like they kind of come and go like myspace was awesome now awful something new came along but facebook facebook has been pretty constant this whole time as far as like the front runner as far as social medias and they're buying up all the other popular ones like instagram and stuff yeah did you like like um did you ever dive into twitter at all
0: i did not that's the one that i think i would like but i just never did it and it never got me
1: so i did a while back in the day and i tried getting back into it as recently as a couple months ago and then i just thought to myself who the fuck cares what i have to say and it's ironic that i say that while recording a podcast because i'm just very ironic yeah so maybe in my head i was like i have so much to say Mm. this character limit isn't going to hold me down i'm going to record myself for an hour makes sense yeah
0: yeah different people just express themselves in different mediums obviously Uh, all the way towards like painters like to paint instead of write or act it's just many different ways to do it
1: social media breeds a terrible kind of expression people are behind a keyboard thinking they don't have consequences for the things they're going to say or it's just and always looking for that validation like oh i'm not getting the likes that they're getting am i not as popular am i not as attractive this person has lip injections maybe i should do that i need to work out harder and it's just like be yourself stop posting things that make your life look way better than it actually is because no one's life is as good as it looks on the internet
0: it's tough though i'm going to come back at that i just want to go back to twitter for one second okay because i remembered something that kind of amazed me and this is also to the point where they're all good
1: tools in their own different ways oh yeah of course if they're utilized correctly
0: yeah and there was one instance where i i didn't know that that was what twitter was for i remember we were we must have been in boston i think and it was i don't know if you were there but it was definitely me, Dan, Pete, Ryan, maybe. And I remember like a lot of cop cars and ambulances and stuff going out, going around outside. I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell happened? And Pete just looked at his phone and he's like, oh, yeah, it was this happened up the street. Because I don't know if it was a hashtag or what, but he was able to look up the area on Twitter and there's all these people posting updates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So Twitter was a really good tool for finding out what was happening right there at, at exactly that moment. It blew my mind. I was like, I didn't know you could do that
1: yeah and that's when it can be useful for stuff like that and just like i feel for the most part it's just used to spread hate and try to make people jealous of your life there's a lot of that like lots of hate is spread like burner accounts just harassing people online like you hear a lot of people like comedians and stuff like that on their podcast talk about it like yeah i had to take a break from twitter it became too much like i Mm -hmm. i can't open my my inbox because it's just a toxic cesspool
0: It's hard to... So, so back to what you were saying, though, about posting and promoting yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's such a double-edged... I don't know if this is what double-edged sword means, but it is such a thing where, for example, there is that component of it where you're clearly being narcissistic, Mm -hmm. egotistical, and you want validation, but at the same time, it does accomplish something. Getting validation is useful, and most people use it, frankly, to get attention from the opposite sex or whoever they're interested in.
1: 100%, right?
0: Like, if you're single... And you're posting, you're basically hoping that attractive people are going to look at it and think better of you.
1: My social media usage has shot through the roof. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. like No, that's what it is. Actually, if if I think about it, when I was using social media the most was when I was dating the most. Because you're just trying to open up all these avenues to meet people and attract them.
1: Yeah. Just get that one that you post. You know, I post a picture of Ollie. Hopefully I get a message from someone like, oh, he's so cute. There's my opening. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can't really say much when I'm over here making fun of social media and I'm doing exactly. I, remember
0: I looked at your social media and uh, not too long ago, there's a nice pic- picture of your abs. Uh, this
1: was a while ago. This yeah. was uh, t- 2017. Well, when you're I, definitely try to, trying to
0: attract somebody there. 100%.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I used to be overweight. Look at me now. Yeah. And I'm sure now that I'm dieting, I'll post another one of those pictures in a couple months. Sure you will
0: so yeah it's uh it's kind of like <laughs> and I want you to call me out for it I, sh- I certainly will yeah but like we kind of I don't know it depends on the mood you're in right like I don't know sometimes in the mood for it I just look at it, like I kind of like other people's posts and then sometimes I, I look at it and just like I fucking hate everybody I open my Instagram I'm like I fucking hate this guy I fucking hate this girl yeah <laughs> screw you for posting that I don't know it just depends on my mood you know just super cynical ways. yeah
1: no, I I mean, I get that. It's just the mood you're in. If you're going through a period of depression, you're going to see everything on Instagram and say, man, I wish my life was that good. Mm-hmm. Be really mopey about it. But you always got to remember that most people aren't actually living that life. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I would almost say I like 95% of the time, that's the case. They just post the good things. No one's posting, hey, getting evicted. Hit me up. And why would you <laughs> exactly you're gonna post a like, hell oh, new apartment you're not gonna post you got kicked out of your last one i really can't think of any example of anyone
0: i know in my life that you, know, you look at their social media and you think they would be this way but they're never like that
1: no and i've always been like oh they're super cool like i'm like nervous to meet this person mm. or something you meet that person you're like you're a fucking nerd just like it's me it's
0: just never like that
1: never and i've even had this experience this
0: is interesting tell me if, if you had this i'll meet somebody with a really impressive social media like in bali especially there's so many influencers and shit oh yeah like imagine i I actually i went on a date with a girl that had like a hundred and something thousand followers wow and i found that out because we met on tinder and i looked her up before the the date and i was like wow this girl wow she's and i built her up in my head as this really impressive person
1: did it psych you out like a lot before you went i would have been way more nervous
0: than i I normally would have been
1: i would have been so nervous
0: And she looks super hot in her pictures, right? Yeah. I meet her and it's it's not like she's, I don't know, maybe she does use a lot of filters, but she was still good looking. Yeah. But if I just saw that girl, I wouldn't have even thought. Oh, she must have like. she just looks like a normal girl. Yeah. So then I kind of knew that about her, right? Mm-hmm. now it's been several months since I even talked to her. And now my thinking, my, my image of her actually reverts back to her profile because that's what I see all the time. Now, again, I think of her as this impressive person. Yeah. You know what I'm talking
1: about? Yeah, 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 completely. So you
0: actually kind of forget. Like, you meet someone, you're like, oh, they're not like their Instagram. But then if you haven't seen them in a while, you can kind of think they are again
1: because that's all you know of them at the point yeah that's what you're like, supposed to yeah maybe they did turn it around and they are this person now but they're not
0: this could even happen with your friends or family if you haven't seen them in a little bit they always post ha- that's what happens all the time actually if I've been using so- social media for a lot if I used it and then I meet um family members whatever they say oh looks like you are having an amazing time you're doing all this stuff yeah like well sometimes like yeah yeah yeah. like if i post one cool picture every two months it looks like i'm having an amazing time yeah when i could be just laying in bed 79 days out of 80
1: (laughs) yeah and honestly like when i look at your profile like when Mm. you were living in bali and we weren't like talking as much as we talk now obviously but i was like man kyle's got the life
0: yeah and i was doing cool stuff sometimes but the vast majority of the time i was just Sitting in bed watching Netflix and jerking off.
1: <laughs> but what a better place to sit in bed and jerk off and watch Netflix than in Bali. Maybe, but it, <laughs> I
0: wasn't I wasn't living the life you thought I was. If you're looking at my social media, you'd think, wow, he's out every day, surfing every day. But yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not really.
1: I'm just doing the same stuff. Do you think if you weren't depressed, you would be living more of that life? Like you? Yeah,
0: certainly. Yeah, when I'm in a better mood, i do more stuff, of course.
1: I mean, I feel like you always want what you don't have. Mm. right so i'm sure like right now i want your life i want to go move to bali especially after we were just looking at apartments i want to go to bali but who knows when i'm there i could be like man i really miss coventry i miss the winter i miss like actually no fuck that i'll never miss the winter
0: well no i can give you the perfect counter like um sure i like a lot of parts about my life but i've been thinking a lot more about money and finances lately and i even think about you i think wow you got a really good steady stable job i wish i had that
1: Yeah. You always want what you don't have. Mm. And I like, it's just tough because finding that like happy medium where you're just happy where you are and making the best of that, that's your best bet. You made this choice. This is the life you wanted to live. You're living it. Continue on and do it. You know what I mean? You made that choice of, I want to go to Bali. I want to like really take advantage of my time here on earth. Right. I feel like a lot of the times I'm wasting away working Monday through Friday Eight hours a day, commuting back and forth, spending most of my free time, like, cooking for today and lunch for tomorrow and, like, just doing monotonous tasks where I don't have that, oh, I'll just go do this today, you know? Like, I I envy that. But at the same time, I feel like I'd be like, man, I wish I had some more cash to, like, go buy this because, like, I do, like, nice things, you know what I mean? So, it's just...
0: Well, what we're talking about, really, we're talking about making the most out of life, but we're also talking about happiness, right? Yeah. There's something that blew my mind about happiness. I saw it on a TED Talk like 10 years ago. Yeah. It was about happiness. And it was this study they did of people. Um, it was like a, a multi-year long study. So, they asked people what their happiness level was, you know, whatever, 1995.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they asked them again in 2005 or whatever. It was a long study.
1: And it was these same people? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. And what they found was your happiness kind of stays the same regardless of what happens to you. And they they found this because some people won the lottery. You know, there's a big group of people, right? Yeah. some, Some of those people won the lottery others were paralyzed for life. And what they found was it doesn't really matter what happens to you. You end up reporting the same level of happiness. Like people who won the lottery were basically as happy as they were before they won the lottery. And people that ended up paralyzed were basically the same happiness as they were before they were paralyzed. And and that sounds ridiculous.
1: It does sound absurd.
0: But it's kind of true.
1: So they asked them 1995-2005. I made up those
0: dates, but yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like...
1: Okay, okay. So my theory is... They were judged on their happiness and that first initial test, right? And then these events happened, and so much time had passed that they grew comfortable with their current circumstances, whether it was good or bad. So at the point when they got asked the second time around, they were like, oh, yeah, I'm just I'm this happy.
0: That's exactly what it is. Okay.
1: Um, you can grow into whatever lifestyle you choose.
0: It's, it's more, yes, it, it's about um, adaptation, and it's also about your outlook. If you're a pessimistic person... Then it doesn't matter how positive your life is or how negative it is, you're always going to feel the same way. So, if you're having your normal day, you're going to be like, Oh, my normal day sucks, right? Yep. If you go on a beautiful vacation, you're going to, you know, you're going to feel excitement for a little bit, but then you're going to find th- things to be upset about. You're going to be like, Oh, yeah. well, the air conditioner is not working the right way, or Oh, the taxi took too long, right? But if you're an optimist, uh, the same thing happens. You, if you're living your normal life you say oh i had a good day today i'm looking for so no matter what happens to you like if you get paralyzed and you're an optimistic person you say oh well i'm paralyzed but i can still make the best of it yeah yeah, if you're yeah. pessimistic you 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 had all your motion but you're like oh, my life kind of sucks and then you get paralyzed and you're like oh my life still sucks
1: that makes a lot of sense i never really think of it that way where you just like adjust to what your current circumstances are and you just roll with it and you whether you're pessimist or optimist you'll live with it and that's been my experience moving. I've moved a bunch of different times. I moved first to Texas,
0: then Mexico, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia. It's a bunch of countries, right? Yeah. And every time I've done it, I get an initial boost of, this is awesome.
1: This is the place new I want to be. Yeah.
0: Right? And you do get a flood of new experiences if you go somewhere new, because you will go out and do things that you wouldn't have done. Right? Yeah. You got to find new restaurants. Even when I went to Mexico, like the first time I went to a grocery store was cool. I was like, wow, I... I did a grocery store in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But then after a couple of weeks or a month or whatever it is, you fall into routines. And then, well, for me anyway, I was about the same amount of happiness as I was in Texas or here. And that happens everywhere I go. So unless you kept traveling, which would also be annoying in different ways. That, yeah. Like, traveling kind of sucks, too. I, that's <laughs> my, my
1: I love going on vacation, but I don't want to go to the airport. Yeah. I don't want to check a bag. I don't want to get on a plane.
0: So it, my point is it all balances out. You're just going to be as happy as you are, pretty much.
1: Do you think you feel that way because you're always looking for something new? Do you think you're, like, you're always looking for like this new challenge, this new adventure? Because there are some people that always, like they're looking for the next thing. Like, okay, I have this get comfortable with it. Okay. Done with that. Let's go get something else now.
0: But I'm not even really like that a lot of the time. And even right now, like, so I've been living in Bali. That's where I basically live for over a year. Right. And I kind of faced this decision recently, like, should I go somewhere new, challenge myself again? But then I think, well, Bali's so good. I just want to be home in Bali. So Bali has become my new comfort zone. Whereas, like, if I were to go somewhere new, like China or anywhere, really, I would have that new challenge. It's not challenging for me to be in Bali anymore. It's my new comfort zone.
1: No, that 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 feels like home to you now. Yeah. Like, that's where you feel comfortable. You know the streets. You know where yeah. the restaurants. Like, there's a familiarity there, and that's why it feels like home to you.
0: And while I do know that um, if I went somewhere new, I would... I would definitely expand as a person. You you have new experiences, right?
1: Yeah, it's like you're leveling yourself up.
0: But it's scary and it's uncomfortable.
1: So Very I'd rather sc- just go back to
0: Bali. So I'm actually not the type of person that always wants to do something new. I kind of do it when the situation's right. I don't know.
1: So how often were you moving around before Bali? Because you were in Texas for a few years, right? Five or six, I think. Five or six years. Uh, I think okay. so. And Maybe then Mexico months. for how long? Two months. Really? Uh. So yeah, that is wild. I feel like at two months, you barely know the area. You're barely feeling familiar. Like, do you ever felt like you didn't, like, you didn't have a home? Like, did you ever feel at home in any of these other places? I'll tell you what it was. Texas, I'm sure. I'll tell you
0: what it was. I wanted to go to Thailand, right? Yeah. But I was scared because it was far. So Mexico was like a trial run. I was never really trying to get, like, I don't know. I tried to get the most, quote unquote, out of Mexico, but it wasn't really where I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I did not feel at home really in Mexico. Yeah. Just as I was getting used to it. That's when I left and went to Thailand. Right. And I loved it there. So I stayed there for as long as possible. And then when I encountered that's what it was. Yeah. I kind of had to leave Thailand because they only let you stay there like half of the year. Really? Some people have different luck than others. Some people have actually gotten kicked out for staying too long. And I'm not even talking about overstaying visas. Like you just can't go there that often without them being like, you can't come here. (laughs) <laughs> really so I found Bali as a um as an answer to that problem so it wasn't even me being like I want to find a new place it was just like I had to
1: okay yeah that makes a lot of sense I I interpreted it as I'm gonna try something new I'm gonna go somewhere else but you were just like I did a trial I went somewhere they kicked me out and now I'm here but that's kind of cool though like the going with the flow just see what happens and make the best of it where you end up I remember a couple weeks ago, I had told you I had a friend that traveled to Puerto Rico and you were instantly like, can we go to Puerto Rico right now? Mm. Because you were dying to get out of the United States. Yep. It's not a great place to be right now. It's one of the worst,
0: in my opinion. I don't want (laughs) to be here anymore. (laughs) That's the funny thing. Like, sometimes um, certain friends, you know, they'll message me about places when I am there like, in indonesia uh arrest brother bashar is like do they even have electricity there and you're just making kind of like it seems jokes. like a third world yes
1: making jokes but also yeah. kind of
0: like and it's like dude it's better here than it is it's in it's so much
1: better yeah uh, because me and pete talk about it a lot where we just um like just very jealous of your life like we want to go i can't tell you how many times i've said fuck it i'm just gonna hit up kyle see if he wants to hang and i'm gonna go live in bali It seems so fun.
0: It's just cheaper and better weather and better everything. Yes, it's pretty good.
1: Okay, so I I guess my next goal is to get a remote job where I can work from anywhere, collect the salary I would make in the United States, move to Bali, and literally live like a king. It's a good goal. I think that's the plan.
0: It just depends what's keeping you here, too. Absolutely
1: um, nothing at the moment. Well, there you go, then ollie i have my dog okay there you go. that's literally the only thing
0: yeah because i was just gonna say like a lot of people say they would want to do it but they don't really want to do it you know what i mean
1: yeah i have like some close family ties but like my immediate family like i don't talk to them so it's like what's really what's keeping me here
0: just ollie and then just you know you got your friends you
1: got your jujitsu guys you got pete pete's an asshole though no i just wanted (laughs) to bring it up again cut that out jake me and kyle playing like a game okay don't cut that out leave it in leave it in fuck it we'll do it live leave it in i think it's about even right now all right anyway oh i started out hot though i started out you real did. hot you really did you're catching up okay back on track so back to you wanting to move to puerto rico because that's something i would totally be down for in the future if our-
0: uh, it's just uh, i would pretty much just go anywhere where it's hot and relatively cheap I, th- I would go anywhere like that basically in puerto rico sounded good in the moment because i never been there and well i didn't know it was open and i guess it's open right now
1: my friend just went there so it must be
0: yeah that's the biggest thing
1: i don't know i'm gonna go check it out when he moves down because he's moving down there for a couple of years for work and he said i always have a place to stay so i'm gonna take full advantage of that nice and then who knows maybe potentially move down there myself who the fuck knows we'll see because it comes back to our conversation a few episodes ago where do you see yourself in five years do not know a million things could happen between now and then that completely changed my life course certainly
0: so uh, you're always the one that's very polite and you ask me how my weight my my week was Mm -hmm. Um, i'm gonna ask you this time how's your week how's your dick
1: dick's good dick is really good (laughs) um operating at full capacity interpret that how you want um I i would uh interpret that as optimum hardness um
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, optimum hardness and reliability It's not doing things you don't want it to do
1: Exactly, we're in sync Yeah, that's good We're in sync, so yep The dick pills are working for anyone who is curious I'm your plug if you need dick pills These aren't illegal testosterone pills, by the way, so don't arrest me How's your dick, by the way? Because you're taking them now, too Are you taking two a day?
0: I almost um, stopped taking I almost gave you the dick pills back Why? My dick was getting too hard <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't You're so full of shit. (laughs) No, no, no. See, I almost almost did stop taking them though. I was, uh, no lie, I was getting awful heartburn like three days in a row.
1: They taste like maple syrup. They taste like celery or acorns or something. It's a weird taste. It's maple syrup because I was, I took one and then three hours later I was helping someone at work. I'm wearing a nice new cologne, by the way this sure. and she goes you smell like and i went like you know You're, yeah mm-hmm. what do i smell like and she goes maple syrup and i go that's fucking awful like that's not what i was going for And it was the vitamin yeah and it's it, it smells and tastes like maple syrup do you get me.
0: any indigestion do you burp a little bit after or anything
1: no no, no. see i'm actually confused
0: I, I don't know what it was but i really was getting awful heartburn for like four days straight i even stopped because i really thought it was this it was the only thing i changed okay so i stopped taking the pill for a couple days my heartburn went away and then I started taking it again and it hasn't come back so I don't know but for a couple days I thought the, the pill was giving me heartburn I was like fuck this yeah but no it's been it's been okay I haven't really noticed any difference um, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna say my take's perfect I'll say it's like um, it's trying it's best
1: scale of one to ten <laughs> uh, I'm just doing self experiments
0: lately but I would say <laughs> um, it's, it's been around like a Eight and a half or nine, I can't complain.
1: Self-experiences lately. Oh my God.
0: Well, so one of the things it promotes, right, is libido, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's how much
0: you want it, right? So the, the other night I was like, I started to, right, have a have an experiment. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna jerk off now. Okay. But then I was like, not really that into it, right? I'm just looking at the stuff and I'm like, eh.
1: Do you think the depression is fighting off the, the big dick pills? Um, the the depression's been kind
0: of mild lately. I'm not going to say it's anything like that.
1: You felt better though? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because actually you weren't like really in a bad spot when we first started this, but... um, I was worse, certainly. You were worse, but Um, yeah, it seems like since we started this, I know my experience, I've felt a lot better and I don't know if it's just because openly talking into a mic about my problems is therapeutic. I think like no word of a lie, like after we sit down and we have these conversations, like I feel like a weight lifts almost. Like the same feeling I got almost with meditation when I finished and I finally took that Mm -hmm. breath in. And you just feel that rush over your body, like I felt. I feel that after we record these episodes. So this has been like super helpful for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like it too. I think it's just like um, it's something that forces you to kind of pay attention to the present moment. You're like you're engaged right now, and I am too, right? Yeah. It's it's the opposite of again. It's like the opposite of just scrolling social media. We're actually doing something.
1: Exactly, and like, how often do you get to sit down with like a good friend and just have an open dialogue for like an? Oh, we've been going for like an hour.
0: It, it always feels really good, and like I'm the type of person where. I can go a long time without socializing and I just don't like it sometimes. Right. So even then I bet, even though I've been home for a while, I haven't even really hung out with my friends that much. No part of the depression, right? Yeah. But then like seeing people like seeing you, seeing Pete, seeing Sudo and Costa, I always feel like rejuvenated afterwards. I'm like, Oh, I should do that more. Right?
1: But yeah, but th- th- that feeling wears off. And then you just, a week goes by and you, you're like, yeah, I'm going to hang at home. Exactly in the moment it's great
0: we know what feels we know what makes us feel good and what's better for us but it's just so hard to do for some reason the things that are better for us are harder it seems like
1: it really is so much harder. Even now, like I'm kind of in like a mode where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna be training as often as possible. I'm gonna get in great shape. And like even yesterday, like I was excited like, for jujitsu all day, and it got closer and closer, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like I could just sit on the couch and like be lazy and just watch something. Mm-hmm. But like I've been like, okay, you're going. I've been on one of those kicks where I like going, going, going.
0: That's what you need, man. And that's that's called momentum. It's gonna get easier and easier, right? Like the first time you went to jujitsu after a long time. That's the hardest it's ever gonna get, right? Yeah. And you go next time, it's a little bit easier. Next time, a little bit easier. Until it's like the best is when it's just automatic. And I've gone through phases like that. Like the last really hard training phase I went through, like gym wise, I was going with my my friend Matt in Bali. We we're going six days a week minimum, and it wasn't even a question. I just got up and went to the gym. Like there was no decision to be made. I just did it. And you know what? That's where you want
1: to be. It's so awesome about things like lifting and jujitsu. You can see your progress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I'll, like you go back one night after a long time, you just get your ass kicked all night, right? Then the next time you go, you know, you're starting to feel like I'm picking back up what I knew before. I just need to keep polishing it and keep learning. And then eventually you get in a groove and you're like, oh, I, I noticed I was doing this move correctly. And like I was pinching my knees and like you start picking up on this progress and you can just ride that wave. But it's important to ride that wave and keep that momentum going because it's so easy to also say, oh, people want to hang out or like, oh, I'll go disc golfing instead or I'll go do this instead. And you lose that momentum in that one area where you're really cruising, you know,
0: you know what I think happens for me anyway, because it happens every time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you start to do things again, right? Like I'm starting to train again, right? Yeah. Uh, gym anyway. And it starts to feel good. And I go, why did I stop? Why do you why do you get into a groove and then stop? I think what happens is you get to a level where you're like happy. You're impressed with yourself. You're like, I'm doing good. And then you get complacent. It's right at that moment where you're kind of happy with yourself that you just go, ah, well, I don't need to go every day anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been killing it lately. Why do I I could take a day if I want? And then all of a sudden you just don't care anymore.
0: Like it just slips out of your fingers. I think that's what's happened to me.
1: Yeah. Cause those, that one day turns into like three days. Like, oh, I'm going to take the week. You know what? I'm a little sore. You try to rationalize it. You know, what
0: I, I never read this book, but I heard people talk about it. It's some, something about the valleys or the plateaus or something. Yeah. But it was about practicing anything, whether it's musical instrument or athleticism. Basically, you go through different periods. When you first start, you get a huge boost because you're learning so much every time you do it. You're getting so many benefits, especially like, uh, let's say you're lifting weights for the first time. The newbie gains are the best gains in your life. The best gains. Right? If you're squatting, you can go up 30 pounds... Uh, every week, but the better you get at it, the less harder. incremental benefits you get. So what happens is you hit a plateau, and as soon as you hit a plateau, that's when it gets harder to keep going because all of a sudden, what was exciting has gotten boring and more difficult. So so right now, even you know, we're you're starting again with something, and I'm starting again, and now we're seeing those gains again. So now it's fun, yeah, right. So it's actually going to get harder the longer it goes, in a way.
1: And I noticed that with powerlifting because like I did that for maybe like four or five years i'm terrible with time so i could completely be getting that wrong but i remember i would run a six-week program and test new pr's every six weeks i think it was six with the johnny candido program it's great for beginners if someone's like hey i want to try powerlifting." look up the johnny candida six weeks rank programming um no free ads but i would be like oh yeah i I added 40 pounds to my squat i'm like wow this is awesome Mm. here comes a thousand pound squat soon yeah (laughs) stay tuned yeah and then eventually you start getting up to that heavy weight and it's like okay i if i can get five extra pounds on the bar after the six weeks of training that's a win
0: yeah, you can even, they they, um, they divide the your experience level into beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And a beginner can make huge gains for several months. When you're advanced, you might be, like, uh, let's say building muscle, right? Yeah. A beginner could possibly build, like, 20 pounds of muscle in a year, I think. I think it's something like that.
1: I think you're correct.
0: An advanced guy might be lucky to get half a pound of muscle in a year because he's almost reached his potential.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? Unless you take steroids. Yeah,
0: so that dedication level to keep going even though you're seeing so little returns
1: but you have to work that hard to maintain what you worked for in the past
0: exactly that's that's the trick
1: i feel like when if you get to that point usually it's part of your life now though it's not just like something you do as like a hobby or fun like that's it is what you do
0: that's a good point yeah because all the guys i've met that are like really fit yeah they're just that guy now
1: their whole life revolves around yeah i
0: think i'd say i've met two Guys like that. I have one friend, Andrea, in Bali, and then one friend, Otto, in Bangkok. And both of them are, like, jacked as fuck and ripped. Mm-hmm. And that's just how they are now. Yep. And they're, like, that year-round. They they will never miss a gym session. It just is not fathomable to them.
1: No, they could never. And, you like, you go out to eat with them. Like, yeah. you go to, like, a nice restaurant. Like, oh, they have this great stuff. They're like, I'll take chicken and rice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They I, don't want to yeah. try the other stuff. Like, you're, they'll you're just exactly take the right. chicken and rice. It's a lifestyle commitment if you want to reach that level you're
0: exactly right and i just haven't been like that maybe that's what separates you from the next level
1: it is what separates you you need to be able to dedicate your life to it but that's the thing with me like as much as i love these things i want to be able to enjoy other things in life as well i don't want to be completely tied to this like i i'm never gonna win an adcc championship okay i'll stick with local tournaments and I'll enjoy my fat food once in a while.
0: You got a point there. Yeah, because maybe you just got to accept what level you're going to get to and then be happy with that. Because, like, dude, Otto, <laughs> Otto, for dieting purposes, he will blend chicken. That's disgusting. He he will. I'm not joking. He'll blend chicken and vegetables and drink it. Like, that's oh. how dedicated he is to his diet. The dude's like 60 and he's ripped at fuck. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Did you ever do an Instagram live with him? In the gym?
0: Yeah, you know that guy? Fucking yeah. ripped. He looks like a superhero, dude.
1: Yeah, he, he's crazy. And you know what? He could be if he wanted to. Because he, he has that level of dedication.
0: The guy is jacked. That's like 60 and super strong and super ripped.
1: Yeah, that's that's wild. Like, I like to enjoy, I like to treat myself.
0: One more thing about him. You know how you, like, you got your ideal macros yep. for building muscle? Like, let's say it's, like, I don't know, maybe like 40% protein, 40% fat, 40, 20% carbs. yeah, yeah. Otto was perfecting his macros to the point where he's like, well, I don't get enough fat now. And he took shots of olive oil to get enough fat.
1: He got so wrapped up in it that he knew his body so well that he was like, this is what I'm doing right now. I need a little more fat in my diet because I notice I'm getting a little too skinny. Let me add a couple shots of olive oil. It's like he's doing just like you, (laughs) self-experimenting in a different way, though. In a different way. yeah. Yeah, you're perfecting masturbation. He's perfecting being healthy and having a ripped body at 60 years old
0: when you say it like that it seems like i've made the wrong choice
1: (laughs) 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 but that's just the kind of guys we are fly by the seat of our pants where was i going before we talked about auto
0: oh you were saying you're never gonna be in the adcc that reminds me too it's like we do cap ourselves right we say this is what i'm capable of yeah right and you've done that with jiu-jitsu and like you could do that with anything. I've done that with writing. I feel like I'm comfortable making X dollars per hour, but not more, right?
1: Why Why if you don't have to? Right,
0: and like even in weekend league, I know Pete will go for like gold or something like that. And that's like 19 wins, but to get platinum would be like 25. And it's just, he decided that it's not worth the extra effort, right? So you put a cap on yourself and whether you're comfortable with that or not, that's, that's what determines your satisfaction.
1: You know, that's the perfect analogy. Pete in weekend league capping himself at seventeen wins because it's not worth it going for twenty based on the reward. Is that the number?
0: That was pretty damn close without knowing. Well, what did you say? I said nineteen, I think.
1: Ah. you could be right. I actually don't know if it's twenty. Oh, I have no idea. This is coming from someone who has a thousand FIFA games logged. That's a lot. That was my deepest depression, probably. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of FIFA. That's literally all I was doing. Oh. And it was just like, it consumed my life. When I wasn't playing FIFA here, I was on my phone, opening packs, trying to get cards, doing these squad building, challenging puzzles, mm-hmm. just filling up my mind with bullshit. And I think that's what like kind of guided me to where I was.
0: Dude, I'll tell you this um, about FIFA, right? I know something's pretty funny for me. I don't know about for everyone else, but it's not what you think it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you look so mad at me. Yeah, I was not happy. No, no I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so... Based on if I know people are in the house or not while I'm playing, that dictates how angry I get. If I know that my family's in the house and I'm, I'm losing, I'm, I'm going to get angry, but I'll, I'll keep it under my breath. Mm-hmm. The other day, my mom was out of the house. There was nobody else home and I'm playing and I just started screaming. I was like, yeah. so angry. I was saying the worst words you can think of. All the racial stuff mixed in with all like the, the just just the worst words I could think of and just yelling them and like punching the couch. It's just crazy. I'm not trying to either. Just my rage would increase knowing that I'm comfortable being angry because nobody else is in the house with me.
1: So you said a bunch of words like "um," which isn't good. good you, yeah. ca- you can't say that. You can't say stuff like that, especially in public. And thank God we have a very handsome producer, Jake, who is going to cut that out or yeah, bleep it out. Sorry about
0: that. I just, you know, I kind of had a flashback to it.
1: Sometimes you just got to let it out. Yeah. See, with that, My anger, regardless of who was in the house, I'm screaming. Like, it got me so angry. FIFA, too? Yeah. And I didn't like that a video game at the age of 29 was doing that to me mentally, where I could scream and get that frustrated. Because I used to have anger problems as a kid. And I have not felt any anger in a while, like, until I started getting, like, competitive with FIFA. And it just brought the worst out in me.
0: I think it's true, too, because we talked about that... um... The first time you invited us over here, it was, I think it was me, you, Pete, foo And I was just like, I don't think there's a video game that gets me as mad as FIFA. Like FIFA is especially angering compared to other games. And everybody agreed. Everybody said, yeah, that's true. I don't get as angry when I play Call of Duty or it's, it's only FIFA that gets me that angry.
1: Yeah. And sometimes like you can feed off of the other people. Like I know when I'm playing Weekend League, Pete wouldn't get as mad if I wasn't in the party with him because he knew how angry I would get. And then I'd get in the party and Pete would just start feeding off of me and he's yelling he actually broke a controller and i think it's important to recognize if something is doing that to you mentally you need to be able to walk away and that's exactly what i did
0: is that um is that a message to pete right now you're saying that that's not okay
1: pete we love you you need to- speak for yourself pete <laughs> i love you i want you to not be as angry at FIFA, and I think me leaving the game has done wonders for you.
0: I think it's up to him. I think um, if he's comfortable breaking controllers and it like brings him joy, then fuck it. Why not, right?
1: Yeah, I guess it's whatever makes you happy at the end of the day. Yeah, uh. Whatever. Well, I'm glad that part of my life's behind me now and I'm being more active because... I feel so much better and so much more confident now that like I'm losing weight. Like I look, I walk by the mirror and I'm like, oh, you're not a piece of shit anymore. Uh Even if I still do look like a piece of shit, like I've only had like two people compliment me Uh on losing weight. And you know what? That is the best feeling in the world when that's what you're trying to do. So I don't know about you, but me personally, if I know someone's dieting, I know they're like trying to lose weight, even if it doesn't look like they lost weight, I'm going to say, Hey, dude, You looks like you're slimming down a bit. And it's just to put that in their head and give them that extra boost of confidence going forward to keep grinding.
0: But now that I know that you do that, it's not going to mean as much if you say that. So... You losing weight? It doesn't count anymore.
1: You laying off the stop and chop cookies? No, I don't care.
0: I don't care. I, I know
1: you're a liar now. No, but people that need it, you mm. know, people like me, you have always been in relatively good shape. Even, like even you're not sure. Well, you're chunky. Like you say you're out of shape right now. I yeah. think you look good right now.
0: Oh, well, thank you. But yeah, it's all relative. Right. But, um, no, that actually is a point that, um, uh, we talked about Sam Harris before with free will. Yeah. He has this book called lying. And, uh, the point of it is that it's never beneficial to lie. Even what we think of as white lies, even something like that, And that's interesting, too, because I kind of agree with you and I kind of like that, like encouraging other people that way. But there is a point to be made there where um, if people get the idea that you will lie or you will exaggerate, they kind of appreciate your opinion less.
1: Yeah. So I think I kind of just devalued myself by putting it on a public platform. Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to say it anymore.
0: I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, And it's a really good book, too. I highly recommend it to anyone that's interested because he says even the, the lies that we think are good. Do exactly that. They devalue our integrity. Like for example, he mentions, um, like, let's say somebody you have an artist friend who sends you a song, and they ask you what you think of it. Usually, whether you like it or not, you're going to say, "Yeah, it's good." Yeah, sounds right? good. You're going to say something nice,
1: just like people probably saying, "Dude, love the podcast," and they're like, just fast forwarding through the whole thing. Right.
0: But Sam Harris argues that he's not that type of person anymore. He's changed his life, and he will say it's not good. And he says that people get more out of that, and. When you actually do tell them it's good, now they know you're telling the truth. Because they see you as a person with integrity. But whereas if you're the type of person that always kind of just says the convenient truth, people respect it a little less. Even when like people ask you to do something, you don't feel like you want to do it. Yeah. Our normal inclination is kind of make up a white lie, right? Say, no, I have to take my family or do some
1: bullshit. Not feeling good today, can't make it. But if you think about the people in your
0: life like that, don't you kind of respect them less? Like what if they just said, no, I don't want to
1: foo does that to me and pete a lot and it really bothers me he will um he'll just flat out say no but he will do the white lie once in a while and i feel like i appreciate it more when he just says hey man not feeling it perfect example because yeah. there were multiple times where i asked him to come chill and every single time he was like my brother is leaving tonight <laughs> every time and i was like dude your brother's been leaving for two <laughs> weeks like what's going on yeah so i appreciate it more when you shoot it straight so i guess that's a really good point Yeah, but you lose a lot of friends that way, I feel. Like, some people can't take criticism. You got to be careful who you give the criticism to. That's another point he made. He
0: said there's a lot of friendships that have been hanging on by lies for years. And what would you really be
1: losing if you lost that friendship? Absolutely nothing. Because there you go. But the narcissist inside of us wants a yes man. Mm -hmm. But it's not what you should have.
0: I have examples in my life of people... That I hung on to for a long time, and I would feel immense guilt if I didn't felt like I, if I didn't feel like I saw them enough or gave them enough attention or whatever. But the truth was that we just didn't really like each other that much anymore, right? We were kind of both forcing
1: it. It was like a surface level friendship, exactly. Like yeah. you can't sit down and have like a conversation like this with them. It's just like a, hey, dude, what's up? Hey, nothing. You like this show? Oh, I like this show. Let's talk yeah. about this show. Like, do you actually, when you boil that person down, do you actually like them and value them?
0: And it's not even about, like, I, I would never say they're a bad person or whatever.
1: It's just like... Not your person. Not your type of person. It's
0: Yeah, maintaining whatever it is that we think we're maintaining is costing this much energy, whereas we probably both just feel better if if you just let it go, like you don't have to.
1: Yeah. You know, how many times like this happens, I feel like all the time to everybody where there's someone you used to be really good friends with. And, you know, you start talking on one of these toxic social media platforms and you're just chatting away and you're like, oh, we should hang out sometime. Mm -hmm. Right. And then in the moment, it seems like a good idea. And then if they actually text you and ask to hang out, you're like, Fuck
0: <laughs> yeah, dude! Exactly, dude. Like that's the funniest fuck. thing. That's the funniest thing. That's a really good example.
1: It happens all the time. Yeah, like oh, I'd love to chill. We to have so much fun, and then it comes down to it. I'm like, fucking cancel. You know
0: what usually happens with me? What this happened a lot of times. Um, even since I've been home this time, either I'll message them or they'll message me and say, "Hey, man, it'd, it'd be really good to catch up." Yeah, all right. And we agree. Yeah, but then neither one of us reaches out to each other.
1: Yeah. So clearly we didn't really mean it because one of us would reach out. Yeah. You're just putting it out there to seem like, hey, man, we were cool. Glad to see you're doing well. Let's keep in touch.
0: Yes. And that is your like, I guess it's a people pleasing instinct
1: or. I think that's what it is. You just want to be like, oh, yeah, see, I I have good. Yeah.
0: And you probably both like the idea of each other. Like you don't. It it would be sadder to like say, no, we're not friends anymore. Right. Yeah. Because so you want to like kind of tell yourself and each other that you are. And you kind of, I don't know, it's just not really true anymore.
1: Imagine if you were having that small talk and you're like, dude, keep in touch. And they were just like, no, I don't think I will. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I will. Oh, I appreciate your honesty. Dude, that's, yeah, that's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Because I've never been put to the test like that. I think you're you're a good example because you're you're in and out, right? Uh You come and go. So next time someone messages you Uh and they're like, Kyle, we had so much fun in high school. Like, I'm so glad you're in town. Yeah. Um, let's meet up sometime. No. You know, I don't think I will. No. Nah. <laughs>
0: yeah, no explanation, just
1: no thank you. And see how that goes. Man, that's, a, that's an excellent point. I, and in that
0: book, Sam Harris even says, like, he's always looking for examples of, you know, when, when it might be hard. And this is a really good example. But I think his point stands. Like,
1: Yeah, because you're wasting your time. You really are. But it's so hard to do, isn't it? Because you don't want to be that asshole. You don't, you, nobody wants to be that asshole. Because then they're going to go say, you know what? I messaged fucking Kyle the other day. And you know yeah. what? I said, let's get let's get together. And he said, no, thank you. But by doing
0: that, you just saved both of you a lot of time and energy.
1: Yeah. That's and tough. you know what? Personally, if I heard that story, I'd be like, fucking power move. That's
0: badass. That guy.
1: <laughs> he knows what he wants. Yeah. So, I mean... It decreases your, the public's perception of you and increases in certain cases.
0: You know, in that, in that same book, he gives one example. He says, um, Sam Harris says he's with his friend at the pool. His friend's another, you know, older white guy, like 35 or something. And he says, uh, do you think I'm fat? And Sam goes, nobody would call you fat. But if I were you, I'd want to lose about 25 pounds. Oh, my God. And
1: he says the guy took it well and he ended up losing only 15 pounds so not the fault 25 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so sam said i you know you look good but yeah i would still lose 10 more pounds
0: he gave him. He told him the truth basically
1: and I, I like friends like that
0: but that's fucking hard to
1: do isn't it no it is but like i feel like i don't really have friends that'll tell me like hey you're getting fat they'll just say no you're like they'll dance around it
0: but you would kind of
1: appreciate it right yeah like That's what got me to lose weight in the first place after high school. I had people that were bullied for being overweight. Mm -hmm. Even if it was friendly bullying, it was like within a friend group. Don't hang out with any of those people anymore. Depends on where it's coming from, right? I guess you can kind of tell when they
0: mean well for you and when they want you to succeed in life versus when they're trying to put you down.
1: Yeah. And, and, And in this instance, it seemed like they were like putting me down. It would like just like not like, hey, fatty. It would just be like a like a remark like, oh, yeah, Bullock would crush that whole box. Like when a candle yeah, lit. that's not nice. Yeah, so that's what I was like. I don't want to be that guy that is looked at as the fat friend. Yeah, and in this example too, it's not like Sam Harris was just like, "Hey, you're getting pretty fat." No, he, someone <laughs> asked, him the a guy question, asked him a question, yeah. and he gave him an honest answer. And yeah. I think, and just
0: to wrap that up too, sorry, no, that's um, right. If I was cutting you off, he he kind of says, if you don't tell the truth in that moment, if you give him a convenient white lie. You're depriving them of necessary information. Like he uses the example of what what if that friend is really looking to date uh, and he says, do I look good? And you lie and you say, yeah. You're you're reinforcing possible delusions in his head. You're denying him access to your reality. And and what is friendship and relationships besides like mutual truth, right? Yeah. If we're friends, you want to know what I'm thinking and I want to know what you're thinking. Yeah. So if I ask you something and you lie because it's nice to me, you know, on one level, I can kind of appreciate it. But on another level, it's like, well, I guess he's not really that good of a friend.
1: As a friend, I'm not helping you at all. Exactly. I'm not helping you progress and better yourself as a person. I'm just making you feel good in the moment.
0: And then, wouldn't that be like a, what fake friends are? Like friends that kind of act nice to each other, but they don't really care about you. That's exactly the definition of fake friends,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. You want those friends that are going to challenge you and say, hey, listen, you really need to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think society would benefit if there was more honesty that way and people would stop being so delusional. So all this tells me now is you're pro fat shaming.
0: That's exactly what I meant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to tread lightly here. Yeah, fuck it. So obviously I don't think it's good to bully people, but I do think you need to be like, hey, this is going off the rails a bit. What example? Like with fat shaming? yeah like even me like if i'm out of shape i want friends to say hey dude like you were doing really well well like what's going on right now like are you okay like are you making the wrong choices like what are you doing like oh hey you're drinking a bit you're drinking a little too much let's stop that before it gets i don't want that you don't want someone to no i I would say um unsolicited no thank you oh no unsolicited well, it all depends on the situation. If it's if I'm really off the rails, it's it's a problem, yeah. But if I'm, you know.
0: Yeah, if you're spiraling like, and it's like
1: intervention time. Exactly, then, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. But
0: for an example, um, <clears throat> there was, I had one friend in Bali who was really brutally honest about my weight uh, particularly. We hadn't seen each other in a while and I lost a bunch of weight. And she said, hey, you look great, right? Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated it. But then, like a couple months later, I gained like ten pounds, and she's like, hey, "You're a little bit fat." It's like, "Fuck you!" Oh, and this is coming from a female too. Yeah, that's tough. It was like, "Fuck you," but like, and the funny thing is, she didn't mean it poorly. She's just like that brutally honest. Was there a language barrier? Kind no. of. No, not no, 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 okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't even remember the context, but she's. Oh, that's right. She was on the back of my motorbike, right? And oh, her arms no. around me, and she, like, pinches my belly, like, oh, and I'm no. like,
1: fuck you,
0: right? Oh, no. But the funny thing is, like, that's kind of what she was doing. She was kind of, you know, pointing that out to me. But I I didn't need that. I knew it. Like, I didn't yeah. need her to point it out. And if anything, it hurt me worse, and it made me feel... Less it, of it, a person. It didn't help me at all. Like, if no. I asked her, have I gained weight? And she said yes, then that's fine. Okay. But she did it without me asking for any feedback at all. I was like, fuck you. And, and I, I liked her a lot less because
1: of that. Okay, so I think we've decided on fat shaming if you're asked an opinion.
0: It depends. Yeah, it depends. I mean, some people would probably welcome that. But personally, um, I, I don't want unsolicited advice like that.
1: Yeah, I get that. Because I know, like, say, like, if we're disc golfing, like, me, Pete, Fu, Gannon, and, like, someone just starts coaching up and it's like listen i don't want i just want to play Mm -hmm. don't correct my form here just let me let me throw the the goddamn disc yeah so it's kind of similar in the way of like hey don't tell me i need to exercise right now i'm just doing my own thing
0: yeah (laughs) and especially if you if you say something like that to someone unsolicited Mm -hmm. you're assuming or you're like yeah you're assuming they don't know already yeah right there was a great example and and um It was a really good friend of mine, actually, who did this in college. Uh, I was pretty depressed, like really depressed. And I never wanted to party. Right. So they would always go out and I would just be like, no, I don't feel like going out tonight. Right. And he tried to get like stern with me. He's like, hey, dude, you're like, you know, you're staying in too much. You got to come out with us. And I know he meant the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like he meant to be helpful and supportive and everything. But I already knew all that. And him pointing it out just made it worse. Yeah. So he was trying to do the right thing, but it really didn't work. And I do appreciate it, but it it did not make me feel closer to him.
1: Yeah, delivery is very important when you're dealing with a situation like that.
0: Yeah, you got to know your audience, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if you are actually really good friends with someone, you, you should know that audience. Yeah. And how are they going to take this criticism? I do want to just circle back a little bit and say we are not pro-fat shaming. We're just kidding. <laughs> so, on to your thought?
0: No, that was... Well, I guess I was thinking about interventions next. It's like... Because that is a very hard example of... You're deciding to tell the truth right now, right? Yeah. But I guess that's up to the situation and how bad that person needs it. Like, are you about to ruin your life imminently? I've never been in a situation where I've known anyone like that or done it to myself, so.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've had to do an intervention, not for weight, but drug use, and that didn't go well. It did you? Did, yeah. Didn't work. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, well So you did that, like, a few people in a room, and you say?
1: Well, yeah. we, Me and a couple family members showed up to, I'm not going to make it public knowledge, but the house of the people that were having the problem. And we were like, hey, we wanna talk, Like, we love you, we wanna make sure, what can we do to help you? Did you write
0: out what you were gonna say beforehand?
1: No. Have you ever seen the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia intervention? Yeah. Where they run and they just go, intervention, intervention, intervention. It was kinda like that, but without the yelling. They didn't (laughs) know we were coming. Yeah, we didn't plan it very well. It is what it is. I think we should wrap there. We can probably segue into this next episode. We will talk to you next time. Thank you. This is life being bound to love.